Hi guys, welcome to another episode of A Side of Homicide. I am Austin Olds. And I'm Tennille Turner. <laughs> Why did I say my full name? <laughs> I don't know, so I did it too. <laughs> okay, well. There we, we go. It? Okay. No, okay. it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's your week been, Tennille? My week has been okay. Yeah. I got a bad head cold, so that kind of sucks. So if I sound kind of nasally, I'm sorry, you guys. You're always sick. No, this is the first time I've been sick in a really long time. Yeah, true. You know, only because COVID made everything shut down, so I've been home. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be sick. Fair enough. More often. Also, well, we have camping next week. My parents have this camper, and it fits, I mean, like, I mean, eight people could stay in it. Like, it's yeah. pretty big. So, um, Austin's going to come with for a few days, and then he has to go back to work, so he's going to leave. But I'm going to stay with them for, I think, like, four or five days. Oh, sorry. I forgot my wine glass, so I'm just drinking straight out of the bottle. Whoops. I actually was wondering why you're drinking straight out of the bottle. Yeah, well, I, like, I like okay. had a lot of stuff carried. Like, okay. <laughs> it's been a long day. I have a wine glass up there if you want it. Uh, well, no, that's too much work. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then um, I also listened to the entire season uh, three of Counterclock. Not even going to talk about the case. It was just amazing. Okay. Go check it out, you guys. Just. I can't. I, there, she did a really good job. Okay. Yeah. So, how was your week? Um, it was good. Um, not this week, but the last week. Um, I did trade my truck in, and I bought a new car that I'm really excited about and love it. And so, I obviously had tinted windows on my pickup, and I really wanted to get it done. But on this new car, but I'm cheap, and in Fargo, it was. $500. Well, just yeah. below $500. I think and I paid like 425. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I checked some prices and my brother had known um, a place in Minneapolis about, you know, three and a half hours away from here, but it was half the cost. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, that's a no brainer. So I made a day trip there. Well, I was going to make a day trip, but then I wanted my mom to get out of the house so she can kind of keep busy still with my grandma passing. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a really good idea. Yeah. So I told her, I was like, I'll get a hotel for the night and then, you know, we can kind of go to Ikea in the morning. It'll be fun. So we kind of made a little trip out of that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get my nap. So I was a little crabby on the way back. Oh, I but... would have been so crabby, <laughs> especially with all that driving. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why I don't do well on road trips is because if I have to drive or I'm cramped in a small car, yeah. I get so crabby because I want to just relax and enjoy the vacation. Yeah. And you can't you're cramped in a vehicle and it sucks i mean i do love road trips and i love driving Oof. so it wasn't bad i was just crabby because i wish i, was I tired. Did. yeah but yeah so i'm i mean other than that it was a pretty uneventful week i mean we've been short-staffed at work so i kind of had to work on my day off but that's fine i mean this won't you know it's only temporary yes but. that's true a little side note i just heard the birds outside so um this literally does not matter but i'm going to talk about it because i'm really excited so usually each year I have some birds that like to nest on my patio and last year I accidentally took their nest down too soon. All the babies were gone, but like they still came back and I didn't expect it, but I was afraid that they weren't going to come back. But I think that they are because I can hear them outside a lot. You were so distraught oh last God. year because they kept coming back and, and they, they would just look at me because <laughs> they did it on top of like the sprinkler out yes. on the patio and you know, they would just stand on top of the sprinkler and, and like, stare inside. Yeah. Oh my God. I felt so bad. Like I actually almost cried over it. I'm so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Not 
not much makes me cry, but that almost made yeah. me cry. It felt horrible. Don't, do not fuck with Tennille's birds. No, my birds are beautiful and I love them. <laughs> and I just potted a bunch of flowers. Wow, so much happened this week. Well, you don't like when the birds poop on your back. No. <laughs> so you put a little cardboard thing out there so they shit all over that. Yeah, they shit all over that. And then I just keep replacing it. Oops, sorry, I'll turn my phone on mute. And I just keep replacing it because if they go to the bathroom often it's so hard to clean it off that patio yeah that's true so then it's just so easy to take a you know, garbage bag and put the, the yeah. cardboard in it and replace it mm -hmm. and yeah so i have to do that but that's okay i mean we're living in their world yeah so. exactly yes but yeah i guess that's it for us yeah so Anything i else? no nothing that i can think of so i guess yeah. we can get on to tenille's true crime news hosted by tenille turner Commentary by Aston Olds. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you. You might have heard of this one because it was on YouTube. Wait, do you go on YouTube a lot? I guess I don't know. This is pathetic. I go on YouTube, but to, to watch, watch car, car videos. videos. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so um, this is about a YouTuber that was arrested after a, his girlfriend dies during his live stream. Oh. Yes. I actually had not heard of it. I'm not on YouTube very often, though. Yeah. But... I saw it on like my newsfeed on Facebook. So a Russian YouTuber named Stas Reflay. <laughs> no idea if I'm saying that, that right. That's a wonderful pronunciation. Whose actual name is Stanislav Reshtinikov. Okay. We're going to go with that. Who's 30 years old, has now been arrested for allegedly live streaming while, his, while he was abusing his near naked pregnant girlfriend named Valentina Valia Grigoryovia. Going with that too. <laughs> you like how I'm staring at you? Like, eh. like as if I'm supposed to know. Uh, she was 28 years old, and sadly, he was paid a thousand dollars by one of his viewers to make her go outside in the cold while she was only wearing underwear. And it was extreme cold. It wasn't just you know like 30 degrees. Like it was it was cold. Like our. Cold. I hate this. Mm -hmm. She died of suspected hypothermia. In the past, he had actually also been paid for um, pepper spraying her, too. Really? Yeah, so his viewers are just freaks. I mean, along with him, he's a freak as well, yeah. clearly. So it's just really sad that, you know, she was only 28 and she died from something stupid like this. Yeah, what the fuck? The poor girl. What a piece of shit. I hope he goes to jail for a really long time. But, I mean, in Russia, I don't know yeah, their that's law true. system. So... Um, this one is super sad and like, I feel like this bad luck shit would like, I sprayed my lips. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spray bottle for Leonard right now. Cause he's, a f well, we used a Kleenex box to scare him away for the longest time. And he's not afraid of the Kleenex box mm -hmm. anymore. So we have switched to a plant mister. Yeah. And we don't throw it at him. We just hold the Kleenex box in the air towards him and he's scared of it. Yeah. And I don't know why, <laughs> but the spray mist we do. We do spray at him because he's he's so naughty. He's naughty when we record, so we've kind of had to resort to spray him a little bit. Yeah, but even it's if just we mist, up, though. Yeah, it's just water. And even if we hold it up though and not even spray, he gets nervous anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Leonard. But he's a spoiled rotten. I even bought him two beds today. Yeah, he did not. She need. literally bought him two beds and is leaving them on the floor to figure out which one Leonard <laughs> likes more, and then she'll return the other one. Maybe, but if he likes both, I'm keeping both. Oh my God. <laughs> right, Leonard, you're so spoiled, and he got a new ducky toy too. I wonder why he's such an asshole. Yeah, he's a spoiled little brat. <laughs> Love you, Len. Okay. So this one like blows my mind and I feel like this is some like bad luck shit that would happen to like us. 
Okay. A woman dies after a man jumps from a building. Oh, no. Uh, a San Diego woman named Taylor Kale, who was 29 years old and was at a senior event, or she was a senior event manager at McFarlane uh, Promotions, and she had two adorable rescue dogs uh, named Rue and Stella, which, oh, my heart. Oh. And Taylor was actually on a second date with a guy. <gasps> which that's why i'm like this so happened to us oh no yeah. i mean at least they made it past the first yeah. date but that poor man now he I has to know. live with the fact that like the girl he went on a date with was crushed by another human being at least he knows he wasn't a bad <sighs> date yeah that's true that's true <laughs> he, he got to date number two they had met online and then that day they had gone to the zoo and then had dinner together so they were being cute oh and after the date, they were walking together on a Sunday night, and a man fell from a nine-story parking deck and then landed on here. <sighs> yeah, that's just some bad luck. The man has yet to be identified. He could have been now, but I wrote this like a week ago. Um, he's thought to be in his 20s or 30s. He didn't die immediately in impact either uh, since he landed on her. Oof. He did die at the hospital less than a half hour later, though. And sadly, Taylor did die at the scene. She was only one week shy of her 30th birthday. Oh, honey. She had plans to celebrate by going on a wine tasting trip with her friends. And her dad was going to be like the chauffeur. Oh, my God. That would be me. But Wendy being the chauffeur. Right? Actually, Wendy would be there. Well, like, isn't that just cute, though? Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, clearly she was close with her parents, you know? Right. No, there was another thing. It happened around here somewhere. I can't remember when. But... A woman who was obviously having suicidal thoughts jumped off a bridge oh. and one of my dad's buddies or co-workers, I can't remember which, yeah. um, hit her with his truck. Oh. Yeah, because she had fallen right when he was driving almost under the bridge. Oh, no. And so then he ran her over and he knew she was dead. I mean, mm-hmm. he was going fast. It was yeah. on a highway. Yeah. And he didn't even get out to look because he just knew Yeah, and just pulled over. And called the police, and they handled it. Uh, So my next story is... (laughs) I like this one. (laughs) A man was caught smuggling 35 songbirds into the JFK airport. (laughs) What? (laughs) A Georgetown, Guyana man named Kevin Andrew McKenzie was 36 years old, and he had arrived at the JFK airport, and he was randomly selected for screening. (laughs) And he was found to have 35 finches inside curlers hidden inside his clothing. <laughs> so these poor little birds were like stuffed into the like the circular curlers. Oh. And um, the curlers were wrapped around his legs, beneath his pants, near his ankles. And then they also found like a line of like inside his jacket. How are the birds so quiet? No fucking idea. Also, wouldn't they just shit all over your leg? I mean, probably. (laughs) He is now facing federal smuggling charges, according to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. He was released on $25,000 bond and has now hired a public defender, James Darrow. According to the New York Times, under federal law, a permit from the Fish and Wildlife Service is required to bring any wildlife into the country. 
Birds that are imported for commercial purposes must be quarantined for 30 days to prevent the spread of diseases like bird flu and Newcastle disease, which is a contagious avian or avian virus that can affect humans and domestic poultry, which I could see. Yeah. You know, that's another reason why I don't think they let fruit go out of certain countries, too. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I posted like a picture of where the birds were in his jacket and like around his feet. Why would that be you with your West crack birds? I fucking love my birdies. (laughs) (laughs) So my last story today, South Carolina house adds firing squad to execution methods. Yeah. Just like that. Austin pretended to be shot. Oh, I was stretching. Oh, what was that? I was like, you know, when you stretch so good that you kind of like shiver. You looks like you're either having a stroke or being shot because your eyes rolled up. Both. Okay. According to ABC7, the South Carolina House voted to add a firing squad to the state's execution methods. The bill, approved by a 66-43 vote, will require condemned inmates to choose to either be shot or electrocuted if lethal injection drugs aren't available. So, the state is one of only nine states to still use the electric chair and will become only the fourth to allow a firing squad. What would you choose? Lethal injection. See, there's been like discussions that that's not the best way either. Like something in the drugs are. Yeah, then shoot me. Shoot me. I can't remember what it was. Do you? No. I can't remember what was wrong with it. Actually, Xbox. Yeah, I take that back. I would want to be shot. I would want to be shot too. Just, you know, riddle me with bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's more instant. Well, I guess that's all I have for you today. So let's get into your case. The main case. This week, I'm really excited to do my favorite case. Me too. Uh, So this week, I'm excited to do Herb Baumeister. This is one of my favorite cases. And I um, had said this when we introduced the podcast and I figured it'd be kind of fun to rec- or to cover this week. So it always reminds me of Herberts and Gerberts. As I said, this is one of my favorite cases. I've been kind of hesitant to cover it just because it has been covered by some other podcasts and specifically by Crime Junkie. And I use this as one of my sources because they did such a great job. And that's one thing I have to say about Crime Junkie is their research level research level is mm-hmm. Superior. Same with Morbids. Yeah. I'd actually like to say Morbids is even more because they have really long episodes. Yeah. Sometimes like two, three parts too. It's awesome. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I figured our listeners, um, I mean, I like to hear it. um, Other podcasts cover it. I do too. I like to hear different takes on it. Right, right. Exactly. So I figured our listeners would too. But um, if you don't, feel free to shoot us an angry email. Do nah, not, or just skip this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do not it. take it out on our iTunes Send review. Send it to our intern. What's a name that you hate, girl or a boy? Maybe like Cletus. Okay, send your um, emails, attention Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just know to delete it. <laughs> Cletus is our intern. <laughs> okay, perfect. Herb Baumeister was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. He was the oldest of four and was the son of Herbert and Elizabeth Baumeister. Hmm. Unlike most... Herbert. Ser- yeah. Yeah. Imagine Herbert and then you name your kid. Or is it Herbert? It's Herbert. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I was going to say Herbert. Well, because like, <laughs> you know, herbs... I agree. Herbs are spelt where it's like, or like said like herb and then like the name is Herb. Yes. You are right. 
but I only know er, Herbert because I covered one of the presidents named Herbert Hoover okay. in fourth grade and I did a presentation and I struggled between the two. Okay. But then my teacher's like, it's Herbert. Okay. So Herbert, Herbert. and Elizabeth Baumeister. <laughs> Unlike most serial killers, he did have a rather normal childhood until he started reaching his teens when he got he started to become antisocial and reportedly played with dead animals and <gasps> once got in trouble for peeing on somebody's desk. I mean, as a teenager peeing on somebody's desk, okay, because teenagers are fucking awful. But but like dead animals peeing on someone's I mean, dead animals are just crossing the line. Yeah, that's Because, I mean, true. teenage boys can be fucking terrible. Boys will be boys. Yeah, and so it's like, I could see that, you know, as a prank yeah. or something. Because teenage boys are fucking awful. But the dead animal thing, you. Yeah. So, Herb was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but did not receive any treatment for it at all. In 1967, he did attend Indiana University for only a semester, but ended up dropping out. But he did later return. Oh, okay. So in 1971, he married Julie Sater and ended up attending a semester at Butler University in 1972. The couple went on to have three children. Herb had many jobs early on. He seemed to be lost and did not know what he really wanted to do because he was reported to have a strong work, work ethic. However, he did display bizarre behavior. Hmm. I mean, with the schizophrenia, I could definitely see it Yeah, medicated. So, and this is something that Crime Junkie actually mentioned. Um, so he worked his way up to a supervisor at the DMV because he worked there for a while. Mm -hmm. And he kept a cake in his desk to watch it deteriorate. Um, that is bizarre behavior. <laughs> <laughs> could you just imagine one I of your co- I think that's weirder. And peeing on a desk. Yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. Well, could you imagine like one of your like office mates just having a cake in their office desk? mates? I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna call Vanessa my office mate. From okay, now perfect. On. Can you just imagine <laughs> Vanessa just having a cake? <laughs> well, I could imagine her having a cake because we both like to eat. Well, I mean, but like rotting. <laughs> yeah, he no. didn't want to eat it. Like that's a waste of cake. I feel like my boss maybe could do that because he sometimes leaves like forks or like bananas in his desk. For a certain period of time, and then I'm like, okay, it's gotta go. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. I mean, but a full on cake is creepy. If you buy a bundle of bananas and don't let it get brown on your counter mm -hmm. and don't eat it, you're not normal. That's you know? very true, though. I always buy bananas because I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna be so healthy. I'm gonna love it. And then I literally watch it. Get gross on the counter. One, yeah. And then I'm like, well, there we go. That's <laughs> it. It's always one, if anything. And oh, then, or yeah. you get fruit flies. Oh, yeah, I hate fruit flies. So, Herb eventually founded two successful thrift stores, and I believe they were called Save-A-Lot, but don't quote me on that. I mean, obviously, he wasn't a dumb guy, because he's pretty successful in oh, absolutely. jobs that he has. And they did really well. And he became a very um, respected businessman in his mm -hmm. area. He lived a very comfortable lifestyle and resided in this in an estate called Fox Hollow Farms, which would later become a very famous location for the site of his killings. I could see that. Fox Hollow Farms sat on 18 acres of land and had five bedrooms and an indoor pool. Ooh. Which sign me up, girl. I like the indoor pool. But without the killings, you know. I and without other things in yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. you get to. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> So shortly after getting married, though, Herb's father put him in the hospital for schizophrenia. I'm not sure what caused him to put him in the hospital 
at that point. It had been so long, you know, Mm -hmm. since he had been diagnosed. But he did nonetheless. Maybe he had, like, a breakdown of some sort. I'm thinking maybe, Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't reported. So his marriage wasn't exactly great. They cared for each other and did everything together. But, I mean, he wasn't really an affectionate man. Julie said that they were only intimate about six times in their 25 years of marriage. Six times in 25 years? Mind you, three times it was to have a kid. Wow. I mean, she's fertile. (laughs) I know. And maybe, maybe they had tried a few times before, too. So maybe it could be they were trying to have kids the whole entire time. Wow. Yeah. 25 years. Damn. Can you imagine? So... This wasn't by any means a deal breaker for Julie. She honestly just thought maybe he wasn't an affectionate person. You know, he didn't show his love that way. Little did she know her husband lived a double life this entire time. Poor Julie, though. I know. She's a victim, too. I know. And so are their kids. That sucks. So men started disappearing in the 90s in the Indianapolis bar scene. Roger, uh, it's spelled Goodlet, but I'm assuming it's probably Goodlay. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say that. Roger Goulet was vanished, and there wasn't much buzz around his disappearance. I'm assuming because of the time frame, and he was a gay man, and it was from a gay bar. Mm-hmm. And so his friend Tony Harris was super worried and started missing, posted missing posters around the gay bar and often uh, that they often frequented. And that was the last place he had been seen. Mm-hmm. One night, Tony noticed... Herb staring straight at one of the posters while licking his lips. Who? Which is creepy enough. What the fuck? I don't know. I had the urge to. Can like, you just imagine a man sitting at the bar, or like even me just drinking my straight bottle of wine and just going, Ew. you know, Ew. like <laughs> licking lips is so creepy. Yeah, like what the fuck? I don't so, like that. Tony obviously got a terrible feeling when he saw this. He knew he had something to do with Roger. Tony felt weird, but decided to approach the man and talk to him. I'm assuming out of pure curiosity. I probably would have too, though. Yeah. The man gave him the name Brian Smart. This man eventually invited Tony to leave with him for the night. And Tony said yes. I'm assuming just trying to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. Kind of seeing what, okay, well, he obviously had something to do with my friend. I just want to. Or he knows him of some Right. He knows something. Mm -hmm. And so Tony accepted and they drove off together. They took off in Brian. I have brains written down. <laughs> they, they took off in Brain's car. They took off in Brian's car out of the city to an estate in a wooded area. And all he could remember from this was it just said something farms. Okay, I could see that. Well, and when you're nervous, it's hard to remember things. And it was dark. Too, yeah. So it was like, you know, he just knew it was in a very secluded area. And it He's said brave. Far- yeah. Which I. At that point, I mean, he was just trying to bring justice to mm-hmm. his friend, which I would do the same thing for you. I would, too. I I'd mean, like, I may be scared shitless doing it, but I would do it. Yeah, I'd be like, this bitch saved me a spot in hell, so you know what? Worst case scenario, I end up with her. I mean, I'd probably... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I probably would bring a knife with me. Yeah. Go to the bar and be like, can I have a knife? <laughs> <laughs> 
or like that one time oh my god this is terrible we went out we went out to the bar with wendy and then i stole one of the restaurant's knives like at first he did it as a joke and then he literally forgot about it yeah it was like it wasn't it was like kind of like a steak knife so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. super sharp or anything but i put it in my pocket no it was a butter knife it It was a butter knife it was a butter knife so I put that in my pocket. And I was like, hee hee, I'm going to take this home. And I literally got home. And the next day, I went to go wash laundry. And I was like, what the fuck is in my pants pocket? And it was a, a butter knife. I can't judge you, though, because we had quite a few shots. So we really did. We really did. I can't did. judge you. It was funny. <laughs> and the next day when we found it, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be okay without their butter knife. They really will. You know, I doubt they noticed. Yeah, that's true. So... The men went inside to the indoor pool and immediately Tony saw mannequins, which is my worst fear. I hate mannequins. Everywhere posed around the pool. And obviously he was like, dude, what the fuck is up with all these mannequins? Fucking weird. And his pool was kind of painted like a beachy theme. Mm -hmm. And so Brian excused this by saying he gets lonely and he likes to pretend that he's in a party and has people around. And I'm like, by having creepy ass mannequins, I'd rather be alone. <laughs> exactly. I thrive off being alone. Same. I feel like that would be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got a pool to yourself, you can blast your music. Nobody will judge you if you replay the same song seven times. And it's great. They won't judge you in your bathing suit. You could even swim naked because nobody's there to exactly. know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be like, "Who is this rotund person?" <laughs> We're saying rotund a lot because uh, Tennille posted Leonard in, was it a Chihuahua group? <laughs> no, it was a fat, chonky group. Okay, a fat, <laughs> chonky group on Facebook. Of dogs. And some lady named, what was her name? Cheryl. Cheryl said, rotund with the heart emoji. <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of our word of the day. <sighs> so um, Brian and Tony started to have sexual relations. And Brian started wrapping a hose around him in an attempt to choke him in a sexual way. Which, I mean, I could see it, you know, be I kinky. I don't know if I'd like it in the pool. Right. Be kinky, but have consent. Like, use the safe word, like, pineapple. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. have safe words. Exactly. So... Like, obviously, he started strangling him close or, like, tighter and tighter and tighter. And Tony was smart. He decided to play dead and act like, you know, he passed out. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, this Brian let go of the hose. And Tony woke up and was like, what the fuck? And Good for him. That's smart. Oh, I know. So, and he said, you know, he obviously confronted Brian. And Brian was like, you know... I like to do it to the point of death because it just heightens everything and it's amazing. Maybe you should ask And first. played it off that that was supposed to happen. The fuck? Like, ha, ha, ha. What a weirdo. And Tony actually was like, I know you had something to do with my friend. And Brian laughed and was like, I've gotten away with it before and I've gotten away. I'm getting away with it again. Like, they'll never believe you. Well, especially since he was gay. Yeah. And back then the cops just didn't really care. Exactly. Kind of people. So, so I could see it. Obviously, Tony was frustrated and he ended up escaping Brian. And Brian kept trying to reach out to him, I'm assuming, because he kind of got a little paranoid or he wanted to be with him. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to do it again. Yeah, and exactly. Then get rid of him. Exactly. So, because I, I, I know he was like a loose end. He mm-hmm. got away and he was scared. Mm-hmm. So, 
Tony decided to reach out to law enforcement and tell them what had happened. And they decided to have Tony schedule a meetup with Brian. Hmm. And of course, Brian was, I'm assuming he kind of figured police was on his tail because, you mm. know, Tony wasn't answering for the longest time. And then he yeah. was all of a sudden, okay, let's, let's hang it. out. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously the police have something to do with that. So Brian was like, nope, Mm-mm. scheduled it. He never showed up. So the police take what they have and try to investigate it. You know, it was something farms. It was in a secluded area. And it was this guy that was at a gay bar, you know, mm-hmm. under the name of Brian Smart, you know. You know, whenever you keep saying Brian, and I think brains. I know. I know because I wrote <laughs> down brains. stuck in my mind now, brains. So they also got, they also got a tip that the car he left in, that the car they left in. Mm-hmm had Ohio license plates. So they take it to the Ohio police and they had said that said that this has been something that has been happening since the mid eighties. And mind you, it's not, yeah. Mind you, it's the late nineties slash seventies at this point. And that didn't make sense. (laughs) It's the late nineties slash seventies. So mind you, it is the nineties at this point. They added that they had been finding strangled men along I-70, but were confused why this guy would change how he disposed of bodies. Because normally the serial mm-hmm. killer kind of sticks to the same M.O. Mm-hmm. And especially how they, like, dispose of bodies. So why would he, you know, be doing it out of state, wherever, you know, yeah, not along really a random weird. highway? So... They talked to local police and they were able to identify the house as Fox Hollow Farms. Ooh, closer. They find out that the house be the host. The host. I cannot talk tonight, but it's okay. We you know what it sounds like? That sounds like a German host. Horse? Horse? <laughs> Hello, horsey. Horsey. They obviously did some research on the house and found out that it belongs to Herb and Julie Baumeister. And now they really start to kind of get confused because this wasn't Brian Smart. This was mm-hmm. a couple. And and they had kids. Right. So they tried to obtain a search warrant, but the local judge um, for the jurisdiction that they were in wouldn't sign off because Herb was such a respected businessman. They thought... That's fucking bullshit. I know. They thought, oh, he would never do anything. Okay, bitch. Like, Usually it's the pillar of the community ex- who does the shit. Exactly. So... They kind of came to a dead end at this point. But luckily, someone at one of the clubs sees the suspect matching the description, which is dumb on his part. Yeah, that is dumb. And writes down his license plate. And of course, this came back belonging to Herb. Of course it did, because that's Herb. Exactly. So they decided to send a detective to one of his thrift stores to confront him. And he was visibly agitated and worried. So they knew that they had their guy. Mm -hmm. They just obviously couldn't do anything about it. But they Not just wanted yet. to kind of scare him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So of course, of course, of course, I keep trying to remind myself to say Herb. So I'm like, her, <laughs> yeah. So of course, Herb wouldn't let police search his property. So they talked to Julie. They basically said, girl, your husband is secretly gay and a serial killer. And of course she was like, in <laughs> just denial. like that. Right, girl, right. <laughs> girl, your husband is living a dirty gay life. <laughs> And then he killing them <laughs> and hiding the bodies. So obviously Julia was like, that's not true. Not my husband. Not yet. my man. Not my man that has been not having sex with me. For 25 years. Right. Only so- five times. <laughs> 
so maybe once a year in the first five years <laughs> herb's businesses were starting to fail and julie filed for divorce so investigators knew this was our time to kind of get to julie she was a loser you know she would talk mm -hmm. she's ready to talk shit about her man she wants all the monies in the house exactly mm -hmm. so they decided to send send investigators um to julie and she obviously like i said was in denial mm -hmm. but Which i can't blame her i mean no, that's a lie for 25 years right right but she wanted answers at this point mm -hmm. so she allowed them to search i bet you anything she was hoping that they'd come up with nothing and be like see yeah exactly you know, nothing was here you guys were wrong exactly you're mm -hmm. all wrong i just am divorcing him because i'm doing my own thing mm -hmm. like you guys have nothing to do with it stay yeah. the fuck out so i guess once julie had reported that her son found an entire skull in their backyard and brought it to show julie honey that's that's proof right there. I know. And she went out there where he found it and found in an almost an entire skeleton. What did Herb say? So she asked him and he said that it was his father's that he used for medical practice. And Honey, that you believe that bullshit? And that he decided to dispose of it because his father was kind of like a hoarder, had a lot of shit. So he disposed of it by burying it. Julie, I think you need to um, reevaluate your thinking processes <laughs> because, damn, you believe that? Well, why would somebody bury a fake skeleton? They would just throw it away, right? Yeah, right? Because they had nothing to worry about. Oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> and this was how long before the police got involved? So I, it wasn't reported, but it was a while before okay. police got involved because he had been... Um, it had been reported that it started, like, I think 10 or 20 years before that they had been happening, mm -hmm. you know? So, because the men started going missing in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can imagine. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. Enough to have a body deteriorate. Yeah, that's true. So, she... The police were finally allowed to search the property, and they found bones literally everywhere. At this point... um, Herb was away at their lake house with their son, and he actually had stolen all their money in their joint account. And she grew worried for her kid. You mm -hmm. know, she was more her. she fuck Herb and fuck the money. I mm -hmm. want my kid, which is a true mother, mm -hmm. even though she was a little ditzy when it came to the skeleton. I mean, yeah, she's trying. Yeah. So now, though, because the detectives were out of their jurisdiction, they could not arrest him and could only assist local authorities. Hmm. And the local authorities did not detain him well again because he was a respected person in the community right so once news came out he fled to canada and shot himself which did he die yes and he left a three-page long suicide note talking about his kids and his failed marriage he had no mention of the killings just that he was going to eat a peanut butter sandwich and go to sleep J that's your last meal? <laughs> a peanut butter sandwich? That would be most depressing. I would at Why least didn't have, you go to a buffet? I would at least have Osaka or BCD. One of yeah, the or Olive Garden or literally anything besides a fucking sandwich. A peanut butter sandwich? I mean, you could have gone to... Girl, like, that sandwich had to have been dry as hell, too. Legit! <laughs> like, why didn't he just go to... What does Canada have? They have even... Maple syrup. Yeah, go get some pancakes. <laughs> 
we're gonna dumb, lose all of our Canadian listeners. Our dumb last meal. I know. So, also, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, Herb. I don't want your fucking letters. Exactly. Also, three pages. Like, dude, your life is so sad. You know. Yeah. Like, come on. Fuck off. Yeah. He's a douche. So they found remains of 11 men on his property and eight were identified or de- eight were identified including Roger. Hmm. It was estimated that he had killed up to 27 men. But Herb had mentioned to Herb had mentioned to Tony it was almost 50. What do you think he's doing in hell right now? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope he's in the worst part of hell because we already have a table reserved in the non non-violent part of hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if such thing exists, but okay. No, I got us a table in the hell of like where they make you run forever because we would suck at that, <laughs> and it would be torture for us. And we would have to eat nothing but like dry lettuce. Ew. <laughs> And like cranberry juice or something gross. Did I ever tell you? So (laughs) when my grandpa was in the nursing home, we'd like go and eat with him and he didn't want his juice one time. So my mom gave it to me, to me. And I was like, maybe like 13 at the time. So I was like, oh, well, I'll take some fucking apple juice. Well, it had like Metamucil in it. So I, (laughs) I shit and I shit a lot. Well, my mom was like, "Hey, Dad, can I, do you want Austin to have it?" And he goes, "Yep." So then I drank it. And I was like, "Okay." And your grandpa's like, "I don't know that there's medicine in there." <laughs> drink it, you Austin. Know, you know, it cleaned me out. I mean, yeah. Never drink the special apple juice. Never drink any of the juices unless it has a lid on it and it's completely closed. <laughs> Especially not in a nursing home. Yes. <laughs> So, another fun thing about this case, I would recommend listening to Crime Junkies episode on it because their research was amazing. Yeah, they did a really good episode on that. And um, Ghost Adventures actually did a episode on Fox Hollow Farms. I could see that because there's got to be spirits there. Right, right. And, you know, I was obsessed with this case, so I watched that. And it was it was pretty good. Yeah. So, I would recommend you guys... Um, I think it's on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's okay. on Hulu or wherever you get your Ghost Adventures. Oh, okay. And they, talked, <laughs> yeah. and they had talked about, too, like, I remember from the episode, they had talked about um, how the current owner there, I can't remember who what her name was, forgive me, but. Um, Surprised that pro- property wasn't bulldozed. Yeah. So it's like, it's a couple, if I remember right. And then they have a renter, too. Oh, I don't like that. And the couple had seen this, like, half body with a red sweater or something red on, like, in the woods. It was creepy. You guys should watch it. Don't like that. Yeah, and that's another reason why I was so interested in this case. So if you guys want to, I recommend checking out Crime Junkie and checking out Ghost Adventures episode. I think this was season nine, episode nine, if I remember right. But Don't quote him on that. Yeah, do not <laughs> quote me on that because I'm drinking wine straight out of the bottle. Literally. But anyways, um, that was Herb Baumeister. Herb Baumeister. And I didn't want to go into too much detail with this just because I do recommend you guys check out these other sources because it's, it's an interesting case to dive into. Mm-hmm. And I know that like my research has nothing compared to all this too, especially when somebody goes into the estate. Well, and especially because he's like 
a serial killer and there's so much more info on the victims too yes. that people can find. Yes, exactly. It's it is interesting, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, um that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um I suppose we can get on to our dog and cat fact. So I suppose did you want to start with your dog fact? Okay, I have a dog fact today, and it is a one-year-old dog is as mature physically as a 15-year-old human. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know a... where Leonard is on that spectrum, but... Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's, like, in his mid-30s right now in human years. I mean, his thoughts are treats. And bones. Yeah. <laughs> he literally said treats, and he's like, hi, Austin! Yep. So, my cat fact for today is... Cats have the largest eyes relative to their head size of any animal or really? any mammal, I should oh, say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. yeah Max's yeah. eyes are big. Yeah. Max Especially has really when big you eyes. Piss him off. Or if he likes to play, if he's in play mode, he's like, nobody can see me right now, but like I have these really big eyes. I know. Fucking <laughs> Max, I swear to God. But he's wild. But I suppose that's all we have today. So if you want to follow us on Facebook at A Side of Homicide, on Instagram at Side of Homicide, or email us at Side of Homicide at hotmail.com. And if you would be the most amazing listener ever and leave us an Apple Podcast review, we would love you forever and give you a shout out, like our friend Margaret here. Margaret um, loves CrossFit. Yeah, Margaret loves CrossFit. I will correct myself in the previous episode. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> bye. bye.